boom 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 sorry that was me trying to do the opening from memory because you know this is a mini so i don't i don't really like edit those outside of just mastering them so anyways yeah this is jay welcome to another mini sode of i'm from the internet uh the podcast about something awful the goons and their consequences uh, i'm jay brandstetter uh co-host and co-creator and my uh also internet historian and my other the other host of the show Woodzilla Dumaine, is not here today right now because this is just a mini sode like i said our producer steve has thankfully uh he's returned from his vacation to south america uh, safe and sound very exhausted because it was a uh, he was backpacking across the country and it was like a, you know he wasn't he was he was kind of he had a great time it looks awesome and so i don't know if we're going to have an episode out next week because i'm going to be we have stuff ready to record but also you know, like i said just hopefully we'll have a new epi- hopefully we'll have a proper episode for you next week so i know it's been almost it's basically been almost a month since the last one and i've got a i've got some fun ones ready for you so anyways this is a mini sode uh, before i go into it uh, i wanted to first say um, thank you for, you know, in general, first, thank you for the feedback that you guys give the show in general, both negative and positive. Like, because I don't really know what people think about the show unless you tell me. All I have are just raw numbers from, like, the podcast host. And also, like, you know, you know how metrics are that numbers are weird. I, I don't really pay attention to metrics. Like, I mean, like, obviously I, I do, but like, I don't really. I'm not one of those people that tries to min-max them or try and do stuff. It's like, my attitude is always like, this is a fun thing I do about stuff I like. And although if people like it, that's cool. I'm just happy to do it. And I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not like someone who's like, that. you know, I run crazy ass moments in something awful history and crazy ass moments in furry history. A very funny thing that the person who runs crazy ass moments in new metal history found out, which uh, that they posted about is that apparently there's like a discord full of people who host those crazy ass moments in blank history accounts where they like all coordinate and it's all about them like optimizing their brands and like it's so like why would you turn posting into a job like that that is that what a nightmare no i i post for the love of the game baby i spent i spent you know all those years posting you know pseudonymously in complete obscurity just for you know it, it granted for the wrong reasons because i was i was hurting inside but you know i, I I'm, I'm someone who's not afraid to be out of the spotlight and Anyways, speaking of being out of the spotlight, let me talk a little bit about my co-host, uh, Winslow. He has unfortunately uh, recently lost his job. Now, he, you know, and so if you have, if you haven't taken a look at his store, by all means, consider taking a look. He, his bumper stickers are very funny. Like, there are some classic old something awful, uh, bumper sticker Photoshop threads that they would make. And I feel like a lot of his entries would fit right in at, uh, with any of those. Like, there is a very good one. Let me pull it up here where it's, sort of like the classical uh you know okay here it is so the bumper sticker it's like on the right is like the classic piece of clip art where it's like a heart encircling the silhouette of a cat and a dog and on the top it says who rescued you who question mark and then there's more text beneath it it says i rescued them and they would die without me (laughs) it's like that's so goddamn funny like it took I am like, before I met Winslow, I was pretty anti-bumper sticker, to be honest, like, because most bumper stickers aren't very good, but his are very funny, and it's given me a newfound appreciation for the format. That's one of my things now, is I like take pictures of funny bumper stickers to send to him and stuff. It's I really enjoy it. Um, 
But anyways, so again, Winslow, check out his store, his bumper stickers. Another very funny one he has is like, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it before. He sells a bottle that's like a white bottle that just says, come exclamation mark in pink on it. Another very funny one he sells is it's like a transparent plastic one, but the, the plastic is like tinted yellow and it says piss on the side. So when it's full of water, it just looks like a thing of piss. That's very funny. Also, there's like a black one that just says cremated remains, which reminds me of like the classic teacher thing of uh, having like a jar and you're one of my maybe maybe it's not classic. Maybe it's just like one of my teachers had it, but it was like a jar on the front. It's like the ashes of bad students or something. It was very it was very funny. Anyway, so for what I'm going to read to you guys today, this is I want to give you guys something nice because recently I, uh, you know, I had I basically would have wound up homeless again but the internet came through in a big way and helped me out and just you it really means a lot to me you know and and also i've I've done a whole video about that you got if you want to watch it it's on my youtube channel you can totally see me cry and do my like cool autistic like fidgeting and stuff i do whenever i'm like very emotional and it but it's a very heartfelt message but anyways what i'm going to be reading to you today i want to read you something funny i want something nice and light so i'm going to read you a classic example of just like a really a really shitty unfunny guy being so unfunny that it's actually kind of mesmerizing and then goons just completely destroying him in a very funny way and it's about chili which is chili is one of those things where on the internet like as someone who spent so long trolling and still like still has a mischievous streak like i'm i'll admit i'm a little stinker i choose violence sometimes you know and one of the things that will that will utterly derail any type of internet discussion is like is like food stuff in general but it's like chili is top of the list it's like uh chili uh how you get how you cook your steaks uh what regional fast food chain you think is the best oh man people people fucking love arguing about their their regional fast food chains let me tell you like like i live in whataburger country and i've never even been to one of them i don't give a shit I, i'm too poor to eat fast food <laughs> Like seriously, I I've like I I have eaten. I think I've eaten. It's been like a gosh. When's the last time I've even gone out to? It's very funny. I'm a big fat guy, but I don't like eat the type of things you would think a big fat guy would. Like I don't get a lot of fast food or takeout or anything. I usually cook my own meals. I just I'm just hungry. <laughs> Anyways, so we're gonna be talking about ch this chili recipe that is legendary on the site for how bad it was. This was posted on April nineteenth, two thousand eleven. And it was posted in uh, Goons with Spoons, the cooking subform, and the thread is called "Who Can Out Chili My Chili?" And it was posted by a poster named uh, Porridge. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. And so this is his chili recipe. Mm. It is my firm belief that man can subsist on nothing more than chili and anger. To that end, I have decided to share my own favorite chili recipe with a lot of you, so that you may convert your shame and anger into chili and anger. In this way, I am the best humanitarian who has ever or will ever survive. I'm going to be breaking a few sacred chili ruse. By the way, this guy sucks, and he is like this through the whole thing. It's, it's, it is mortifying. Okay. I'm going to be breaking a few sacred chili rules here. Too bad. I apologize to no one. Ingredients. One and one half to two pounds of ground pork. In parentheses, perfect way to uncover Jews. 
Yeah, it's going to be that kind of internet posting. Like, I think the only online recipe I've ever seen that's worse than this one is the guy on Reddit who would do those, like, epic stick figure comics about 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 how to cook that were always full of, like, McCormick seasoning. Like, I still think that was just, like, a weird McCormick brand thing that they did because, God, those things were fucking horrible. <laughs> You know, as much as people complain about recipes, like how annoying it is to have to scroll through like 20 pages of someone's life story because of how Google works, that's what, what gets prioritized for recipes. It, at very least, like there is no shortage of recipes online now. It's very nice. Like like on the Wii, they released like a video game version of Kitchen Nightmares and, and it had like one of the selling points of it was it had Gordon Ramsay's actual recipes on it. So it was like you could buy this video game and get recipes in it. And that was like a thing that people – and granted, that was also the Wii, the Wii – it's just like, man, I love the Wii. What a weird era of gaming that was. Anyways, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Let me talk more about this horrible chili recipe. Mm. Two packages of French onion soup mix. Be prepared for your chili to surrender. Two tablespoons of chili powder. Less if you're a baby, more if you're a man. Four teaspoons of ground cumin. Omit this and I will devour your soul. One teaspoon of black pepper. Slightly racist. Oh, God, that fucking, that reminds me of my dad. Like, when I was growing up, he had a thing where whenever he saw a black, when he was talking, he saw a black dog, he'd call it an African-American dog. Like, my dad, make no mistake, like, my dad, I definitely get a lot of my sense of humor and my, like, sort of sarcasm and stuff from him, but he was, like, a Rush Limbaugh Republican. And, like, oh, boy, man, even as a kid, like, even when I was, like, a shitty reactionary uh, uh, contrarian, like, in high school, like, to the point where I was, like, arguing with my science teacher about global warming not being real. Because I was – I've always been the worst. I'm sorry. I've just always been this way. But, yeah, just – fuck – just seriously. I shouldn't have to say this. If you're listening to the show, but I guess if this is your first episode, first off, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're not all like this. Please listen to some of our real episodes. But secondly, like, yeah, like, just – Fuck this guy. This sucks. And also, this is 2011. Like, like the sell-by date on this type of humor was already, like, pretty out of date at this point. Like, maybe on Reddit that shit still flew, but I feel like this was, like, even at this point, something awful was just like, what are you doing, man? So here we go. After that. One half teaspoon of salt, or none if you're having a heart attack right now. <laughs> Throw a little ableism in there. Nice. Uh, six ejaculations of Tabasco sauce. One 21-ounce can of red beans and one 21-ounce can of black beans. I have a dream. Oh, boy. He, he found a worse thing. To do. He found a worse follow-up to the black pepper. I forgot about that. Jesus. Uh, two six-ounce cans of tomato paste with garlic. Regular tomato paste equals you're an asshole. Two eight-ounce cans of tomato sauce. Real men need more than just paste. One yellow, orange, or red pepper chopped up. Green peppers are Satan's taint. And one package of sliced mushrooms. Yes, you can slice your own mushrooms, smartass. And yeah, I thought one thing I think I mentioned to that was that this is a hilariously bad chili recipe on top of how horribly it's told. Like, using French onion soup mix in chili is just like... <laughs> Like, like, make no mistake, I am not a chili a snob. I am never a formalist when it comes to recipes. I don't buy into the whole a cultural appropriation view of cooking where you're not allowed to enjoy cuisine or cook stuff outside of, like, what you grew up with. Or you have to do it in a certain way or it's disrespectful to the people it came from. Like, that's, that's, that's full of shit. Come on. Like, that's half the fun of cooking is finding new ways to do shit. Like, I... 
like but but this this is just bad like this is this would taste horrible there's like no seasoning in it like six squirts of tabasco sauce for this whole pot of chili is and also like like uh, like a, a bell like using bell peppers and stuff like god this is and also like Okay, for those of you who don't cook, like, one of the appeals of chili is that, you know, it's a very, it's like, it's, it's like good working class food. It's, it's pretty easy and inexpensive to make. There's not really a wrong way to make it. It's all made of the same dish. And it's something that keeps very well. So you can make like a big pot of it on a night when you cook and then just have leftovers for a long time. It's great food. And the great thing is, it's like, it's hard to fuck up. It's just like, you know, uh, you know, the base, you know, some people like it without meat. Some people like it without beans. You can do, there's no wrong way to make chili unless you're this poster. This is a, objectively the wrong way to make chili because this just tastes bad on top of being made in bad taste all right instructions put the meat in a huge chili pot and brown it over medium heat add four cups of water in the french soup and mm, add four cups of water in the french onion soup mix stir and let simmer for 10 minutes stir in the spices and the tabasco and simmer for another minute or two add the beans the mushrooms and the chopped pepper turn to low and let simmer for 20 minutes 40 is better stirring every 5 to 10 6 call your mother and tell her she's not allowed to hug you anymore and that's it you're done you just went from a pathetic flaccid pushover to a chili chewing boner odor in less than in, in, in about an hour your life will thank me who's next don't even think about posting a recipe with corn and you should be ashamed of yourself and the first reply in all caps bolded god has died <laughs> and some people like legitimately give him some give him some advice some people but also like people legitimately are just like this isn't funny your recipe sucks like literally uh like someone describes it as the worst chili recipe ever it's very funny and so like Basically, when everyone starts making fun of him for it, he's like, now hold on just a minute. I don't want anyone misinterpreting my chili. My chili is not about experimenting with gay sex during your college years. My chili is not about wearing a goddamn chef's hat. My chili is about, my chili is not about sauntering around with your premium ingredients while singing a pretty little song about your first period. This is back to basics chili. This is I'm flat fucking broke chili. This is I have one hour to feed myself before my shift surfing for CP at the local library starts chili. This is camping chili. This is hunting chili. This is house full of screaming little shits chili. This is the comfort chili you make your best friend right after he walks on you speed bagging his sister. This is quick, easy, tasty man chili. This isn't the chili you have Gordon Ramsay weep into because you didn't use all fresh ingredients. This is not the chili you waste a perfectly good steak making this threat is for the kind of chili you make by throwing five dollars of crap into a pot and screaming at it until it bends to your will any other type of recipe could go over to that let's put tequila in chili and pretend we haven't failed as human beings thread and contemplate the best way to commit suicide so yeah he's just like this <laughs> and like uh, so th th that that tells me that this guy does not know how to cook because yeah like if you I'm someone who is flat broke a lot of the time like literally like I said I, I just had to have the internet save me from from homelessness like I am poor I'm used to just a lot of times like there are a lot of times when I just have to buy all my groceries from like the weird discount store that sells like stuff from like old that sells stuff like that's expired from like from like uh, specialty stores for really cheap so it's just like oh yeah boy i guess i'm just gonna be eating the, the the same type of expired noodles this week or whatever it's you know make no mistake i'm very i'm very grateful that i have this place that i can get at least different foods and stuff but 
Anyways, just, I'm not going to give you guys a chili recipe because, like, first off, why are you asking for cooking advice for from a guy who talks about weird stuff on the internet? <laughs> not that uh, I am a cook. I do like cooking. But, yeah, just in general, like, my, my biggest complaint about this, I will say, as a cook, is that, like, the French onion soup mix is that, like, French onion soup, okay, it's delicious. I love it. French onion soup mix does has its uses. Like, it's a great, quick, and easy dip. But also, like, French onion soup mix has, like, a lot of extra sugar and salt and processed shit in it that, that you don't, that, like... I mean, I, I make no mistake, I love that stuff, but it also just, like, its flavor profile isn't really right for chili. Like, like bouillon cubes are, are much cheaper than French onion soup mix. They'll make a, you can make a lot more bouillon for the same amount of, like, a package of Lipton soup mix or whatever. And it will taste better. Yeah, that, that's my one thing. Is like, if you want to know my one lesson to you is, like, yeah, like, use seasoning. All, use more seasoning. And also, like, bouillon cubes fucking roll. Like, just throw bouillon, anything you're making that's liquid, put a bouillon cube in it or whatever, and it will taste better. Also, really cool, really easy cooking trick that uh, a lot of people don't know is that when when li- when food is hotter, you you can't taste salt as much at higher temperatures. So that's why, like, when you're cooking, you're supposed to like take your little sampling spoon and let it cool down a little bit and then try it. Because if you just slurp it when it's hot, you might not taste as much of the salt. So you'll keep putting more and more, and then it tastes fine at the hot cooking temperature. But it comes time to serve it, it's cooled down and the salt taste is stronger, and now it tastes way saltier than you expected. Like, if you've ever had that happen to you where something tastes great on the stove, but then when it comes time for you to eat it, you're like, oh boy, this is over-seasoned or too salty. That's why. Just a little bit of food chemistry for you. Speaking of food chemistry, one of the people in my in my Discord, no joke, is literally a professional fudge um, uh, professional fudge co- set chef. He calls himself a fudge alchemist, which is a great title. And he, he's like in Britain, so I, unfortunately like he can't ship it overseas just because of like, you know, food stuff regulations and stuff but he he travels around and he sells it and his stuff looks amazing i think his one of his signatures is like he makes like a um like a chili lime brownie i mean a chili lime fudge uh, like a vegemite fudge not vegemite a uh, marmite but i love marmite by the way i'm i love pretty much everything <laughs> Yeah, no. All the jokes Americans make about Vegemite or whatever tasting weird, like no, umami. Umami is a great taste. Like Marmite is fantastic. Like if you've never tried it, it's just like pure umami. It's basically it's like MSG. It's MSG for white people. It's Anglo MSG. That's what it is. Like if you love if you love the taste of MSG in Asian cooking, that's basically the role that that fulfills. It's fantastic. Anyways, you can tell I haven't eaten dinner because I'm talking about all this. I'm talking about food when, when, um, while I'm getting ready to. Yeah. So here, so anyways, I'm not going to keep, uh, the goons keep giving this, but, um, I want to read you the, the absolutely fantastic, uh, the absolutely fantastic thing that just destroys him. Where, so poor, poor is just still, you know, handling it like a champ and just, you know, really dig it in so someone he he quotes someone chat uh, he quotes someone making fun of him and there's a thing on something awful when you quote someone it will generate like a text field in your reply it will generate um for those of you who've never actually posted on there it uses bb uh, bb code which is like a form of a ba- a very simplified form of programming text that people thankfully you probably younger people have probably never had to do this because now we do everything with keyboard shortcuts but it's like you know like in discord if you want to italicize something you put it between like an asterisk you put an asterisk at the beginning and the end like in order to do like italicize something on the forums you would actually have to type like 
open bracket, I, close bracket, then the thing, open bracket, uh, right, right, uh, right slash, close bracket to do the italics. Or like for spoilers, you would actually have to do those brackets and put the word spoiler and stuff like that. So when you quote someone, it will generate, it will, when you reply, it just pay, it just puts all the text of their post in a little wrapper with that, with a, with a, with a thing to have it appear as a quote. So you can change the text inside someone's quote. And that's like a pretty, pretty a standard form of comedy on the forums actually is just finding ways to mess with people's messages. So, but in this case, he quotes someone and he changes the thing he's quoting to say general crying and menstruation. So again, just the worst dude. And, and his reply to that is, I'm so sorry to have offended your delicate sensibilities. All I have to go on is about 10 years of people lining up to fillet me after trying my chili. And immediately after that poster, Scientastic, I'm reading their name because they deserve to be respected and put in like the annals of history. Like in the Goon Hall of Fame, they deserve to have like a little statue there because they reply, you know, all I have to go on is about 10 years of people lining up to fillet me after trying my chili. And they go, anything to get the taste out of their mouth, I suppose. Like, Bravo! That is a good fucking joke, right? They just, that is, ugh, anything to get the taste out of their mouths, I suppose, is so fucking funny. I love it. Like, you, you see why I, I, I love this stuff so much. Like, as much as I, as much as I shit on goons, like, as a whole, I mean, I, you know, I have plenty of individual ones if you're a friend of mine. I'm not talking about you, but you know what I mean. I don't need to, I need to stop apologizing so much. Like, but anyways, like, there is so much actual humor to be found on the forums and good stuff. And, like, that is a thing that I think is one of the things about the internet is, like, even places that suck objectively, like, like you know, like, like, like we'll, we'll have funny stuff in them. There, You know, that's one of the things that, you know, is terrible. Like, today I was listening to an episode of Behind the Bastards while I was driving, and there, it was it was the live episode about the Liver King, which was hilarious and very good, just hearing this horrible con artist. Like, I, I'd seen the articles about him after he got busted, because I'm not, like, a TikToker, so I don't really know about all these influencers and stuff, but but having them break it down is very funny. There's one part where they, they played a clip of him on, on the Barstool Sports Podcast, which I am not a sports person, but I am a poster, so I'm aware of barstool sports just because like what a bunch of assholes <laughs> and so they had uh they had liver king was on uh the 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 guy who runs barstool sports uh li- yeah notable uh labor law breaker um whatever his name is and and they were talking and he he made, he's like and, and i hate it because like yeah he actually had like a couple funny jokes in it and I, that's the worst thing is that, like it's like you know even shitty people can be funny that doesn't mean them make them not shitty, but anyways, I'm not calling the goon shitty. Like I said, this was a huge site. So many people have posted on it, and the people that are still on there now are are not at all like representative of what the site was like in its heyday or what it was like in the past. And like, like obviously, I'm critical about its current state, but like, I th- I think Jeff is a great uh, site owner. I love what he's doing with the site. I I really I really enjoy how much he pisses off like the whiniest goons by just not by just not humor just not talking to them at all it's great i'm really i'm really i'm really looking forward to the future of the site and you know i'm really happy that i can keep sharing its history with you and um i guess since you're listening now we'll give you a, a fun little thing to look forward to is since since both us hosts have had financial issues recently, um, I, and also because, like, people have emailed me, us, and literally said, like, if you had a Patreon for the show, I would give you money. So I'm putting together a Patreon for the show, and 
I don't, like, on my personal stuff, like, I don't like to lock stuff behind a paywall, but at the same time, like, I get it. You know, this is, this is, you know, kind of like a big, you know, this is, this isn't just me. And, you know, I want to, you know, we, what we're going to do is, of course, the actual regular episodes of I'm from the Internet are going to continue. My, uh, I'm just thinking about how I want to handle it. But what I'm kind of thinking right now is that the episodes of the show, what we do, the weekly ones, they're going to continue to be, you know, free. That's always going to be free. And then the, the, what we'll probably do with the Patreon is, like, we're going to record bonus episodes where they'll probably be about, like, maybe other internet stuff that isn't related to something awful or just, like, it could be us just having fun or whatever. But that's it's that's what's going to be. And it probably won't be as edited. They'll probably just be be more loose and fun. But at least that's how I'm thinking about Like I said, this is all very in the air. And also, I don't want to have, like, a bunch of weird tears or something. I just want to be, like, you know, if you if you pay, you can listen to it. And also, like, there's there's not going to be no FOMO. I hate FOMO. I hate time to exclude – I hate when things go. I hate when people put their past episodes into an archive. Like, like if there is a podcast and their old episodes are in, are blocked behind a paywall, I usually just won't listen to it because I'm a weirdo who likes to start from the beginning and kind of work my way through it. Like when I listen to Blank Check, I listen to all the Star Wars episodes first. Like that is awesome. That, so, like I said, I'm I'm like I'm autistic. Like I I can. <laughs> But anyways, so that's something I'm working on right now. It'll probably come out in the next week or two. And we're, next time I, I sit down with Winslow to record an episode, we're probably going to be recording our first bonus episode. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be about um the origin of the term Mary Sue. I'm going to read the original 70s Star Trek fan. That's another thing, too, is it's not going to be internet stuff, too. It could be – I love pre-internet nerd history stuff. And so and also because Mary Sue is such like a term that's been so been big and influential on the internet – I really want to read this story because also it's a very funny and it's only like a page long. If you, if you've never heard the original Mary Sue story, like I'm pro you know, Google it. It's funny. It's a page long and it's like, like you could have written it today and it would have still, it, it, it just, I just love that how much it, the, the, it's, it's funny. Like that's the best thing I could say. So yeah, looking forward to have even more avenues to share stuff with you. Um, and the show is, Really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. Oh yeah. Also, um, Steve is broke. The guy, uh, the musician who does our opening theme, he has a new album out. We're gonna do a proper promo for it on our next real episode. But you know, by all means, give it a listen. You know, I, 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 I really like that theme song. Winslow picked it because it was a friend of his, and you know, but it, I just like those little notes. It's very distinctive and cool, and it's you know, a helmet sometimes, and you know, having. I really enjoy that we have that sort of musical trademark i whenever podcasts do that I, I just think that's a very fun thing you know i've been talking for uh well <laughs> not as long as the last episode speaking of the last episode it is with a heavy heart that i have to issue a single correction to the past episode remember how i talked about how i don't like to do uh ongoing or recent drama because a lot of times the information isn't you know 100 percent vetted or good and uh, Great example of that uh, is is as funny as it was to say, and as much as it will live on in my heart. Uh, it what unfortunately Nathan Park is not actually from uh, the the Riven universe. The the guy who was running the role play that people were complaining about, he had multiple role plays. One of them was the Infinite Magic Glories role play with the Demi Urges and the Magical Girls, and the other one was set in Riven. And that's where the thing got crossed was because 
some people from the Riven roleplay were complaining about him. People from Infinite Magic Glories were complaining about him. And somehow wires, and then the wires got crossed because also because it, it's such a funny joke. Like even if it's not true, I'm 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 glad I, I'm glad I said it in the episode because that's really funny. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I'm laughing about it right now, still, and and also I, I, you know who you are, the the ones of you who have contacted me about that episode and how much you you enjoyed, you know how much you enjoyed it and your own thoughts about autism and how it's portrayed in media was was really good. Like the person who um who 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 said that it read like it was like written by a middle schooler who it was the autism experience is relayed by a middle schooler who had just seen fight had their mind blown by Fight Club for the first time. That was fantastic. Like again, like like. My fa- like my fans are funnier than me so much, and I love it. Like I'm great. I'm cool. That's why I'm. That's why I call myself an internet historian and not like a comedian or a shit poster because I'm not the funniest person. I'm cool with that. I can still be entertaining and I can still make people laugh. And, and I'm glad that you guys make me laugh too. Like like when I was asked, like when pe- on my my Kofi account when people were giving me money to help, one of them was donated. The person who donated it submitted their name as the internet, and the comment was thanks for pre- thanks for keeping me preserved. <laughs> Like <laughs> that was very good. So, 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 thank you, right back. Thank you, right back, Internet. Thanks for your support. You know, those five bucks me- meant so much to me, and they've they've helped me a lot in ways you you can't ever imagine, really. So, yeah, my mental health is in a great place. I've I've you know closed the door on some really uh re- some big trauma and some stuff in my life from the past couple of years and. You know, I'm I'm at my new job. I'm loving it. You know, it doesn't pay as much as the last one, but it's very relaxed and it's not stressful. It's not customer facing. I get to drive again. You know, I get to listen to podcasts while I'm driving, but also it's not like my old long haul draw for job where it was like I'd be spending three hours on the highway with a car in the back, like, you know, just doing anything to keep myself engaged while, you know, driving this, this gigantic machine that I wasn't properly really trained on how to drive. Like, I'm, I've talked about that company before, but man, I can't wait for them to go bankrupt so I can tell tell all the fun stories about that without fear of reprisal. Because, man, let me tell you, working for like a weird startup company like that in Florida, a place where we we do not have that type of startup culture here. So having like a transplant from that here is even weirder because we just don't have we don't have the antibodies for it the way that people in like New York and California, the Bay Area and stuff like the way that they are like the, we we just are not used to it. It's an invasive species that's just gonna it's like the lionfish. It's gonna come in and just destroy us. So yeah, thank, thanks. Just thanks again. Thanks for listening to me entertain myself talking about this horrible chili recipe by a person who is maybe even more horrible. And just yeah, just I guess until next time, you know, just eat well and please, you know, if if you like if if you like the taste of soup, if you do that and you like it, by all means, I'm not I'm not trying to yuck your yum literally, but like please just. Again, use bouillon. Bouillon is fantastic. It's cheap. It's so flavorful. Also, use MSG in your cooking. All the stuff about it, like, like unless you personally have like a known issue, like, like all the stuff about like Chinese restaurant syndrome is bullshit. MSG, aside from like people who have like very specific reactions to it, or like, like for the for general people, MSG is fine. It's just it's just an amino acid. Like, it comes from it's like used to it comes from like fermenting 
Oh my god, there's a really funny video by um by uh one of the big MSG manufacturers. And it's not funny because it's a non-native English speaker doing English, but it is just the presentation is very funny. It's about how it's it's like how they make it by putting like a tapioca sh- sugar and flour in like in like a tank and like with bacteria or whatever that breaks it down and with enzymes and stuff. It's it's just the way it's presented with this like Accent, the presenter with like a very thick accent who's very obviously not speaking English as a first language and all the illustrations are very kind of like these like 3D like they look kind of like like generic kind of like PowerPoint figures but it's like a little little 3D like uh, tapioca plant and like a little like little 3D bacteria and then, and then just man, MSG is fantastic it's cheap it adds like a nice umami flavor uh, you know it's it, it's been it, yeah, and that's my cooking advice for you. Use bouillon, use MSG. Uh, if you live in America, you can always, you know, uh, you can always go to an Asian market. You know, you know, I'm a big white guy, so I have like I've always had like weird insecurity about going there and being like, God, this isn't like, am I? You know, it's like, but they. It, I just feel like, God, am I going to embarrass myself? Or, oh, God, I hope, I, I hope I'm not being, you know, problematic or whatever. But the people with those are always nice. Like, they're, ha- they want your money. They're happy to help you. And they're, you know, it's, and if you don't understand something, ask. Like, they're usually happy to explain it to you. And even if they aren't, like, you know, I mean, obviously these are people at work. Don't bother them if they're busy or whatever. But, like, you know, just, just try something new. That's the food, you know. You can go to Asian markets and get MSG very cheap, if, but also if you live in America, it's usually sold under the brand a name. Uh, Accent is was what MSG is usually sold as here. Like if you go to Walmart or something and you go to the seasoning section and you want to get MSG, Accent is the brand. Also, um, if you love uh, Sazon Goya, the like proprietary seasoning blend that Goya sells, it's mostly just MSG with some se- with like some extra seasoning in it. So if you love Sazon Goya, then uh, then it's just, just get MSG. It's cheaper. You can get MSG and then put your own seasoning in it. Also, another great thing for Americans is seasoning can be expensive. Um, if you're, I don't know how widespread this is outside of the Southeast United States because I live in Florida. We have a large Latino population. So like whenever I go to the grocery store, whenever you go to like the area where they have like the, like a big box grocery store, the local section will almost always have a bunch of like, uh, like, 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 uh, like just his, like, uh, like Mexican brands and stuff there. You know, if you ever go there, uh, the, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I don't know if it's pronounced Badia or Badia or whatever, but, but, but their seasoning is way cheaper than go, than, all you have to do is go to the, go to the ethnic food or whatever it's called aisle instead of the regular one. And they, they sell a seasoning. It's just, it's much cheaper or, and often, also often in like much bigger quantities or you can get like little envelopes of it and stuff. And it's just as good. Like it's seasoning. Like obviously like nice seasoning. Like I said, I'm poor. I have a lot of experience cooking inexpensively and also just like, you know, because I'm someone with a lot of mental issues, just I don't always have like a lot of energy or attention. So yeah, maybe, maybe I should do more stuff about cooking because yeah, cooking is very intimidating if you don't know how to do it. But once you learn like some, some fundamentals about food science and stuff, like I don't follow recipes hardly ever. I just kind of freestyle it. It's just like, I know how things usually work. So a lot of my stuff is just kind of like throwing ingredients in an instant pot or like, you know, or, or like, you know, on a burner or whatever and just kind of like just going, you know, just go with the flow. Like it doesn't always turn out amazing, but usually it does because <laughs> yeah, cooking is a great skill, but also if you can't, you know, I'm not going to shame you because I know we're all, I know the struggle and I was trying to get by. 
So here, you got an extra five minutes of, of my wonderful voice there. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I need to practice more voices because I feel like I just have the one voice for when I'm doing a shitty guy. And it's like, it's because I used to do that voice with my ex all the time. That was like one of our voices we would do. So, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, thank you. Thank you for listening. And thanks for sticking with us. You know, I'm looking forward to bringing some real episodes back to you. We're going to have some good goon history. And um, it's, it's going to be great. And I, I'm excited about some of the guests I've got lined up for the future people I've been talking to. I have um, someone who was, per, who was actually personally involved in a saga and, like, contributed to it. So it's going to be very fun to have them on board because it's what I'm not super familiar with. Like, so uh, that's also a fun thing, too, is I love, like, when I'm not as familiar with something and I learn about it. Like, like hockey scores, I never – since I don't really follow sports stuff, like, I never knew about hockey scores until someone on the Something Awful Moments account messaged me about that. And and like, you know, to be fair, I will admit, like, I do get people messaging me about, like, you know, when are you going to talk about Grover House? It's like, guys, I, I know about Grover House, okay? I know about Grover House. I know about the zipline that kills children. I know about all of the, like, most of, like, the most famous ones. Like, the ones that have broken containment, I'm usually aware of. But, like, ones that are, like, like something like hockey scores, where it's, like, kind of constrained, like, a specific sub, or, like, just in general, like, like I, I am not... I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that was me. I always love getting contact feedback from people, even when it's people being shitty. So at least it's like someone I can make fun of or whatever. But like, you know, I really appreciate hearing from you guys, like I said at the top. So don't feel bad. Don't worry about if your comment is, you know, if you're asking a question that's already been asked before, whatever. I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm probably going to answer it. And if, if I, like, worst comes to worst, I might just be like, I don't want to deal with this shit right now and leave it on red. But, you know, that doesn't mean I, anything against you. That just means I'm tired. So, or I for, or I forgot that sort of thing too. God, I'm just remembering there's someone who's been wanting to talk to you for a while. And like, I had just started my job. So I was like busy and now I, it's been like weeks. So thanks for, thanks for giving me that reminder. I'll probably message them right now. And if you're that person, you're hearing this by all means, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, anyway, so thank you again. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Um, let me, let me see if I can do Winslow's outro from memory. Okay. I'm from the internet is procreate. I'm from the internet is by, is created. It, I'm from the internet is created by Jay Branstetter and Winslow Dumain, edited and produced by Steve Brown. Theme song by Steve is broke. Uh, I almost said theme song is by Steve is by Steve is broke off of his <laughs> the thing from my, my my brother my brother and me. I used to. <laughs> One more thing, okay, yeah. Uh, for, like, five years, I had a bottomless appetite for McElroy content. Like, I first learned about them in 2014 when I started a new job, and my friend who worked there, I had just started listening to podcasts because, and he, and he, because I, you know, had an office job, and he was, like, recommending them to me. And, you know, I, you know, also because, like, I like Poly, I like Polygon, and, like, Griffin, Griffin's YouTube videos on them were fantastic. And so, for, like, five years, I was super into them. And then, I mean, I feel like, kind of, like, First off, listening, you know, five years of, of someone who creates that much. I didn't listen to all their stuff. Like, you know, stuff doesn't have, you know, you don't always have a bottomless appetite for something. And that's fine. Like, it's okay to just be like, you know, I don't really enjoy listening to this anymore. That's cool. But I, I will say like 29, it, it was kind of like a combination. Like, first off, it was like the reason, the way I started to turn on them, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I was getting kind of full, full, full of them. You know, Adventure Zone 2 started and I really wasn't digging it as much. Like, I didn't like that, that how, um, I didn't like how they kind of over, overcorrected with the complaints of diversity. It took, t- in a way, t- um, I didn't like, uh, you know, it, I wasn't like grabbing me. And in general, like, I wasn't finding the humor as much. They were starting to, I wasn't enjoying the humor as much. They were starting to have kids and everything. And it was just, like oh boy now they just like talk up you know 
their humor was was changing in a way that I wasn't as as, as into. And uh, also a big one I feel is um. Also, I think the end of 2019 is when they had the the big uh, drama where it was like Sidney McElroy chewing out that guy at like a mall kiosk, and while um while her husband like hid behind the bushes and filmed it while giggling, and they uploaded it to YouTube, they uploaded it to Twitter as a thing about like her like you know wow my my awesome doctor wife is standing up for for science against against this this woo, and like basically it's because it was a kiosk selling CBD. And they had like a sign saying like if you saying like CBD can help with the symptoms of and it listed like a bunch of things on it and I get it that's weaselly that's bullshit but, like her big complaint was that was that was that it said on on the list of things it said that CBD it was a sign that said CBD can help with the symptoms of autism and her, and when people complained about her as much as I hate this word because it's become a snarl word as her she was being a Karen. Her her response to that was no. Don't you get it? They were saying that they had a, that they could cure autism. That is wrong. And I was you know taking a stand. They weren't saying it would cure autism. They would say it would help the symptoms. And as an autistic person who who uh, who smokes hella weed, it's a hundred percent true. It helps. You know, it totally helps your symptoms because when you're the thing about autism is like when you live in a world that is like uh, that it's stressful and it makes you and it's it's and it makes you it makes you stressed and anxious and stress and anxiety are things that that weed helps with like <laughs> i you know i 100 say weed has probably done more to help me with with my uh, anxiety and autism and stuff than uh, you know probably you know it certainly beats the hell out of drinking i'll say that i used to drink a lot and now i i, I haven't drank since christmas like and then, even then that was just like a special thing because i'd gotten one from for like a gift or something like yeah no weed's fantastic i love weed so yeah you know, <laughs> that said, because of my money troubles after this, I'm going to, like, smoke a little bit of resin and then, uh, and then uh, you know, just enjoy the rest of my evening. So thank you again. This is all bonus content. Looking forward to delivering some stuff for real. Night. Boom, 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 boom.